Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letitia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Kevin Amoskonish Milton. Find me on Twitter at Amoskonish. And me, Ray Hunt. You can find me on at RayHunt84. Follow the show on at Number Podcast on Twitter. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Telegram on In That Number Podcast. Email us with your thoughts and feelings on In That Number Podcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, consider sharing your support by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash In That Number. Let's march on in. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number, part of the Sports Social Network. This is episode 220. We are back with a bang this week with all three of our festive fixtures to go through. The tight 1-0 win over QPR at Loftus Road. The Boxing Day banger at home to Swansea. And finally, Friday night's year-ending victory over Plymouth. Uh, A very Merry Christmas indeed. All set up for a fantastic 2024 trailing second place Ipswich by just three points now, and that unbeaten streak reaches 17. I trust you've all had the merriest of Christmases and the happiest of New Year's. With me today to bask in all this glorious Timberzance. Tim, before we get into all this basking, how was your Christmas and New Year? Absolutely delicious. So lots of good food, Lots of good times. No crazy family stories that I have from this Christmas, so that's always a plus. <laughs> and yeah, it is New Year's Eve, so uh, as a background or a health educator like myself, 
Uh, I'll be sparking off anybody's uh, opportunities for New Year's resolutions and goals and trying to better themselves. And if you uh, if you don't care about that thing, well, that's totally OK, too. I just hope you're uh, you had a great 2023 and uh, 2024 is uh, is successful for everyone. Yeah, I should I should say, actually, by the well, at the time of recording, it, as Tim just said, it is 2023. It's New Year's Eve. But by the time this comes out, it will be a new year already. Um, but yeah, Tim, I. I I, I took the, I took my kids to see Father Christmas just before the game against QPR. Um, it was all nice. It's all good. Uh, he saw my Saints coat and he said it, it, it will send some Christmas spirit to St Mary's. And it looks like he did just that because three wins from three since the time of uh, since our last recording. That's eight goals scored, one conceded and a silly one that was. So that's seven home wins in a row. In this stretch of 17 games, Tim, we've won 12, drawn five. And that's 33 goals scored with 11 conceded and seven clean sheets. The goal difference has improved. The whole defensive unit is, can we call it elite now? I guess we can for this division. Um, we, we've stopped conceded from set pieces also, and we, despite losing our set piece coach, drastically improved. And, and, and if you take a look at the, the nine games before this streak, Three wins, five losses, one draw, and I'm including that Gillingham defeat in this also. So we scored 13 goals and we conceded 22 in that stretch. So from nine games conceding 22, we've now gone 17 games and conceded half of that with 11. It really is a fabulous end to the year and it's just hard to believe that the last defeat was back on do our 23rd of September. And we all were really clamoring and saying, while wow, Middlesbrough was looking terrible at the time on the 23rd, we shouldn't have lost. And uh, they were they were absolutely uh, they were at the bottom of the table at the time. They too. were bottom uh, of the league. Yeah. 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 And they, of course, they come out and win. And we're all just completely disheveled, thinking, you know, barely going to get maybe the playoffs and whatnot. Then here we come out and spank leads on the 30th, 3-1 and haven't lost since. And to me, that's just unbelievable to be able to say that October, November and December and even the, and then the 30th of September, we haven't had any issues like what? Like to me, yes, yeah, so, I mean, we've had issues, but over a period of 17 games, if you have unbeaten, that's unheard of. We're getting close to the record for Southampton at this point. Indeed. Yeah. And it, you have to look at Russell Martin as well. And, and there's a lot of people that were out that were calling for his head. I mean, I'm still not impressed with the way that we play at times, but you can't argue with the results, can you? You know, we're, we're getting the results. And all right, sometimes you, you come away with a draw, like the Rotherham one, and we weren't too happy with. I mean, I know the Coventry and the, and the Watford games that, you know, we probably should have done better, but we're not losing games and we're not conceding a lot of goals. So it, it's, it's, it's massive at the moment. And OK, you've got three more games here this week. Uh, 1-0 win over QPR on Saturday the 23rd and that was thanks to Taylor Harwood-Bellis and then Boxing Day was as good as it gets really wasn't it uh, resounding 5-0 win Arebo started things off Samuel Adozi added a second super sub Ryan Fraser grabbed a brace before Che completed the route and Kevin attended this game and that was the second game that he attended in a row and the, the one before that was obviously Blackburn so you know he's he's, he's seen a 4-0 and a 5-0 so Kevin's the uh, the good luck charm and then, of course, Plymouth on the Friday, the 29th. Uh, usual dominating possession, Tim, which turned out to be a frustrating night. But we, we got there in the end with goals from um, from Charlie Alcaraz and, and Shea Adams before 
conceding a needless one to make it an uncomfortable end. But yeah, nine points. Can't get any better than that, can we? And collectively over the last, even the last three months, there's games that we can say that we you know, weren't as good or things were frustrating. I think the Watford game is a good example of that, uh, where we conceded fairly late. I think the exa- uh, the West Brom game where we actually felt, I actually felt like we were outplayed, but we mm, came across yeah, with right, a win, yeah. which is good. The Rotherham game, uh, dr- drawing 1-0, Coventry game also 1-1, and I'm bouncing around a bit, but there's games where you feel like, well, we're not moving. We're not, you know, we're not doing enough. We could be doing better, but we haven't been losing. That's the thing is a win is turning into a draw. Whereas where before a draw was turning into a loss. And by exactly. stopping that skid, you know, we are playing to the level of what we need to be doing to be getting promoted. And it's eventually, and it finally uh, Ipswich has come down to come down to real life because in the last uh, five, you know, they have one win in their last five and they have, uh, a, you know, it's one win, three draws and a loss in the last five. Whereas for us, we've capitalized that and we've had, th- you know, we have 13 of 15 points in the last time. So that's where we're, we're really, we're right there. Yeah. And the clo- closing the gap to Ipswich now, and I remember looking back at that, um, the, the game that uh, Leeds beat Ipswich. And before the game, I was thinking, well, it might be a good idea if Ipswich were to win that and just let Leicester and Ipswich run away with it for a bit. And we'll just have to compete with Leeds for third place. But now, goodness, no, no we're right up there. We're in with a chance of taking that automatic promotion. And, you know, and, and January around the corner, we've got a, well, I wouldn't say an easier schedule, but it's certainly easier than it has been. Um, so, yeah, things are, are looking up in 2024. Yeah, if you would like to show your support for the show, uh, by buying us a coffee, you can visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Also, a special mention, a uh, shout out actually to Kevin McGee for buying me and Kevin a few drinks on that Boxing Day game with Swansea. So thanks for that, Kevin. Yeah, and also if you want to join our Discord, just get in touch. Uh, you can find us on social media, email, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Somebody will be there to answer your call and get you in. Okay, right. Uh, surprisingly, not a lot of news to go through tim just the just the game talk which we'll get to um but uh we have got a couple of things and of course that all important transfer window to discuss so we'll get into the news right now this is itn in that number news okay so yes as, as this is released we are now in january um, so we can now look at the fixtures for January and uh, what lies ahead. Obviously, we start on uh, Monday nights with that trip to Carrow Road to Norwich City. Uh, then we uh, back home in the FA Cup. Nice little FA Cup tie against Warsaw on Saturday the 6th. And then following that, we've got Sheffield Wednesday at home on Saturday the 13th. Um, that away trip to Swansea on Saturday the 20th. Um, and then we end the month on Saturday the 27th uh, with Hull City at home. Although... Uh, if things go well in that Warsaw game, if we can do what we expect against Warsaw, let's put it that way, then that whole City game will be moved and we'll be playing an FA Cup fourth round on that weekend. Um, but yeah, what do you make of this January then, Tim? We don't see anybody in the top six until West Brom on February 17th. Well, I think so, aren't whole sixth at the moment. A whole sixth. OK, well, thank you for that. But we're not expecting to see them. So, <laughs> no, exactly, you know, we yeah. expect... So even if, say, we 
for you know, God forbid, we lose against Walsall, they play Birmingham City, so there's still a good chance that we don't play we don't play them that weekend. To me, though, seeing what teams that are I would feel are truly threatening to us, uh, West Brom is the next one in, on February 17th. That's not to say that we have to, we have we have to go out and we just have to keep smacking these teams, whether it be you know, and just not and ultimately not losing. And selfishly. I want Southampton to win against Walsall, and then I want it to get drawn at home so I can attend a game that weekend because I'll be in town that weekend. <laughs> now, in our luck, it'll probably be a way to Newcastle or something like that. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I get it. I think this this is it's quite favourable, this, this fixture list, mm-hmm. actually. Um, of course, we, we, we had that 4-4 with Norwich at St Mary's back in August. But, you know, Wednesday, Swansea and Hull, we've already beaten them, you know, and Swansea will be looking for revenge on their own patch for sure, and I, I don't think we'll be turning them over quite so easily. Hull is potentially the most difficult of the month, but I mean, probably won't be playing them anyway. Uh, we have to slip up at some point here, though, don't we? There has to be somewhere where there's a slip up. I sincerely hope it's not the FA Cup game. Uh, I know, you know, I could see us drawing away against Norwich. I could even see us drawing away against Swansea, but. Uh, it'd be really hard to, to see us losing uh, to a Danny Roll team uh, in, in Wednesday at home, uh, but you never know. So yes, we will slip. The odds are, are are against us at this point. You know, I think we've been pushing very well, and 17 games unbeaten is fantastic. We just don't. Uh, the biggest thing is that I don't want that loss to affect us long term. I just want to just to scrub it off. Say okay. Brush the dirt off. We're good. Let's get going. Let's just keep pushing through. And yeah, it was a loss, but it's not going to affect us long term. To me, that's to go what we as need well, isn't there? There's still, I mean, we're only halfway through the season. There's still so many things that can happen. I mean, Leicester can have a complete downfall. We just have to be, you know, not be complacent and just keep going. Like you said, just take it one game at a time and just, yeah, just go for it. And I mean, I, I don't know how we all feel about a cup run, but I love the FA Cup and, and a deep run would be fabulous, of course, but not at the expense of our promotion push. And it's, you know, it's always easier when your eye is on one thing. We got to clean clean up against Walsall and then we got to get draw. We got to get a good draw and just keep pushing. Um, I think our depth is going to help us because we've seen with Ipswich recently that they've had four four of their main starter, their primary starters are were out in their most recent game. So if they're not able to reload come in the January window, somebody like us, where we'll probably talk about here in the transfer bit, that we we might get one or two in. And from there, I think we're we are very, very much looking up and ahead and forward and can be optimistic going into the second part of the season. Absolutely. And one player that we are going to lose. Uh, in January, February, is uh, Joe Rebo because he's been called up by Nigeria for the Africa Cup of Nations, uh, which begins on the 13th of January and the final takes place on the 11th of Feb. So if Nigeria are to go all the way, Tim, then Rebo could miss up to five games and his form at the moment is massive. Uh, and we all know we are <laughs> Flynn Downs ill again. So there's two potentially two midfielders that we've uh, we've, we've got out at the moment. Um, so if, if, as I say, if Nigeria are to go all the way, he could miss Sheffield Wednesday, Swansea. Uh, and if they don't make it out of the group, it will be Hull. Uh, and if they get to the quarterfinals, it will be Rotherham. And if they go all the way to the final, it will be the Huddersfield game as well. So that's five games that Rebo could miss. So we are going to need absolutely everybody. And it's important that we keep players like Shea Charles on the field. <laughs> no suspensions because we're going to need... A lot of players. Absolutely. And while we're there, I think we should get Flynn Downs, uh, his microbiomes checked. I just <laughs> want to make sure he's okay because 
or he might be one of those crazy weirdos that are eating and doing strange things because as we saw that uh, as we've heard and why we joke about it now is that he was what was it raw chicken liver that he had food poisoning from (laughs) so if he's if he's a smart person like eating raw chicken liver maybe he's doing something else that's a little crazy but i'm going to err on the side of caution I think we should all uh, make sure that he is happy, healthy, and safe. We 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 cook him some well done meals, and he, we feed it to him there. And then we get him to the doctor and get his book, his microbiomes checked, just to make sure he's doing okay. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, I don't know. I've got no no insight whether he's going to be in the squad for Norwich or not. I have no idea. But hopefully this rest has done him the world of good, um, and hopefully he doesn't celebrate too much uh, in the new year. Um, one player that has been ruled out of the African Cup of Nations is Kamwadin uh, Suleimana. Uh, he's officially out of that Ghana squad now uh, through injury. So that's uh, that's disappointing for him. He should be back before the end of that tournament. But, I mean, who knows? Um, Tim, it's a uh, <laughs> silly season. It's upon us again. And, you know, the window opens on New Year's Day. Uh, we slam shut again on 1st of February. Um, so by the time this goes out, we'll be well underway, as I said. And, and I suppose the biggest question at present is, is, is Shea Adams. Uh, is this it for him? I mean, has he played his last game for us? Will he be included in Monday's trip to Cairo Road? I mean, that contract has been on the table since the summer. He was asked about it back then, and he kind of sidestepped the question. And Martin has weighed in and, and said it's diff- it's a difficult situation. Cause he said he, he himself has an opinion. Uh, the ownership has an opinion, and I'm sure his agent does too. Uh, and they're all going to be different. And he's also said that if a good offer comes in, then they won't turn it down so that's it for me I think and I, I expect him to leave and if he really wanted to stay then you know he would have shown his intent and he would have signed but he, he's putting himself back in the window it seems because he's got three goals in December uh, mostly from the bench as well and, and two goals in his last two of course and I think he's had a good month um, by the standards that he set in the previous months anyway so um, I think Tim this is as, as good as done I think if someone swoops he's off I understand what you're coming from but I don't think that someone's going to come in with an offer that's going to do it. And I think he'll still be with us through the rest of the, the through the rest of the season. Ooh, I don't think he'll resign with us in, in the, in the off season. So yeah, you, you, but, but do you really think the ownership would let him leave for free? No, they will not let him leave. Oh, they'll let him leave for free at the end of the year. Because that's what I mean. His contract's old. up at the end of the year. So they, if they're going to get anything for him and anything's better than nothing and get rid of him now. No, I think they're hedging their bets on promotion, though. I think they think Che, because now Ross Stewart's out, they could have afforded Che leaving earlier, and now they now they don't. And just as you said, the three goals that they had fairly recently, he we know that he can he can do it. You know, he's is he going to be the amazing? He's going to be the best? No, is he going to frustrate us here and there? Yes, but he having him on the team is a better chance of promotion than ha- not having him on the team. Obviously, yeah. And, I mean, I think if we do let him go, that would leave us light up top as well. So that's one thing that's going in our favour. I mean, Adam Armstrong, who's, let's face it, he doesn't play as a number nine anyway. I mean, anywhere across the front, and he's all over it. Um, that seems to be working. Obviously, Ross Stewart out for a while. We know that. Sekumara, I mean, at this point, he's not our starting option, is he? But Shay out. Surely that means someone else has got to come back in. And I don't think Saints are going to want to do that. Unless, of course, they want to go on loan signings and just grab a load of wingers. Because we've heard a lot of stories about Ahmed Diallo coming in. And maybe they'll maybe they'll just do that and just replace them with players like that. And use, utilise this false nine and put Stuart Armstrong up there or um, Charlie Alcaraz up there. I mean, I don't know. But the only thing I will say, Tim, is, is going... I mean, if you really want 
Shay to stay, there's going to have to be a lot of business done. There's going to have to be a substantial offer that comes in and then Saints are going to have to replace him because I feel like if Shay does go for a good for a good price and we don't bring in another striker, then I think we have shot ourselves in the foot. I think it's going to take somewhere around three or four million pounds to get him for a half, even for a half season at this point, because, you know, what's the value of us having him versus not having him? And what's, you know, what are we going to have to do to get a striker in the market? We'd have to have somebody lined up like Premier League level striker who is willing to come down and get some extra practice for four months. Somebody who hasn't played a lot, who is really good, who has scored a lot of goals in the past, who might have a background and familiarity with uh, the the South Coast uh, and somebody who, uh, you know, He's probably the guy who did his hair plugs uh, lives out here as well in Winchester. Incomings then. Rumours, again, I've, I've just mentioned Ahmed Diallo. Um, we've heard rumours of that. Um, he's been injured, though, I, I understand. And, and Ten Hag actually used him for Man United's game at Forest uh, yesterday. Um, he, so he had been injured, had a knee problem. But I think with their troubles, do you think they're going to want to let him go? Well, United are a bunch of idiots. So they're going to do the wrong thing. And they're probably... They, I could see him getting loaned out if he's wanting to get pushed out and loan. And if they do loan him out, it'll be like at the end of January too. So we won't really know. It'll be one of those, like maybe 10 hog will want him, maybe won't. And then he'll eventually say, yeah, it's okay. He can go on loan and, you know, we'll be able to scoop him up if that's, if that's something that would happen. Uh, I can see two players coming in. Uh, I could see that they were talking about the right winger and Amadiallo is that pure right winger. So that makes sense, and I think that's going to be a huge, huge, huge get if we do get them. Um, but I think we need a center midfield. Uh, that is, I think, and should be our priority uh, because, well, we did say Rebo's leaving, but I think the quality between... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Downs, Stu, Smallbone, Arebo needs to get we need to at least we need one more in there because I like Charlie up top and playing that false nine we've played we saw here in the Plymouth lineup that it tended to be more attacking I think we just need that center mid who can step up and, and be there uh, and I don't think we're going to have that from the academy like uh, like Dibbling. Uh, I think that's that's what we should be really focused on and to elevate our game just a little bit since our defense is clicking we have been scoring goals I think Che is going to be here. Okay, well, I don't think we're going to get that centre midfielder. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, there's more rumours as well. Bournemouth winger David Brooks, um, another strong one. I mean, he's only featured twice for Bournemouth. Um, and he's going to want first-team football to try and force his way into that Wales Euro squad. Well, or their playoff campaign, at least. 
Um, but there is uh, news of Aberdeen striker Bojan Miofsky. That was rumoured uh, the other day, which I uh, I took note of and checked him out. He looks pretty handy. Possible replacement for Shea. Um, and at left back, there's a left back, uh, Matty Sorinola. I don't know a lot about him, but he was at Swansea last season. He's currently a free agent. He knows Martin well. Uh, he's had spells of him at MK Dons and Swansea. Uh, Middlesbrough are interested. Uh, he's quite versatile. He can play on both flanks. So it's a third reunion with Russell Martin could be on the cards. He's got bags of pace. He's good with a cross. He had the second most crosses uh, in the Swansea side last season. So he does pose a threat in that final third. He's got nine assists and five goals in his short career so far. So on a free one, maybe not such a bad a bad move because obviously we've got James Bree out at the moment as well. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, you know, once again, we're just bringing in the le- all the left backs from Swansea with uh, <laughs> with Ryan Manning and, and then well, he's, potentially. He's, so- he's not at Swansea at the moment. I think he's playing in Germany um, and his contract has been uh, terminated, which is never a good thing, but which is hence why he's on a free. So uh, maybe that's why he's looking at him. Yeah, absolutely. So he's in Belgium at Union SG. Oh, right he's in Belgium. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's a, it's the same country over there. It's just it's just, it's it's Western Europe. But they speak the same language. They're yeah. It's just the same thing. Um, but I yes, I do think uh, I understand why you don't think a center midfield is going to come into play. I think that you know you can mix and match and make the formation with whom we currently have. Uh, that's what I would like. Uh, but then we've also got Mason Holgate likely leaving alone, mm-hmm. and I think I think the. And then the the rumor is Ben Johnson, who's at he's primarily a right back uh, that it could come in uh, in his stead as well, which would lock in because right now we have currently four loans from Premier League teams. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the max is five. Is that yeah, good? that's right. So we so we can only have one more loan in this season, or at least of so. But if you replace Mason Holgate. Then yep. you're able to get another, uh, and then uh, you're able to get two more. That's looking likely to happen, by the way. Uh, Mason Holgate back to his parent club, Everton. Um, mm-hmm. They need him. They need all the help they can get right now. Um, yeah, um, that's about it for the uh, for the transfer window. Um, I just want to chat about some loans. Uh, well, one in particular, Lewis Payne of Newport County. Uh, he had a Boxing Day goal against Forest Green and a 4-2 win, and he also picked up an assist. He's doing very, very well over there, Lewis Payne. So, um. Another fullback, which uh, could be uh, joining back again next season. Under 21s, I need to catch up with them because they played on Wednesday, the 20th of December, the last in the Premier League International Cup at the Snow Stadium. Uh, they had a 2 2 draw with um, Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, Luke Pierce with both goals, and they came from behind twice for a point in the final game of the year. Um, and their next game, they're back in Premier League 2 action on January the 12th at the Snow Stadium, where they will face Spurs. Uh, the women. Championship action returns with a long trip to Sunderland on Sunday, the 14th of January. So they've still got a couple of weeks off, the women. Uh, under 18s, they lost to Chelsea on their last game of the year. Close 3-2 defeat. Um, there's an own goal and a Josh Pitts goal for us. And they are next back on Saturday, the 13th of January, with a trip to Fulham. OK, so like I said, Tim, we've got three games to go through. Very unusual for us. We normally only do the two at most. Um, but... We'll just skim through these because I don't know about you, but this seems like such a long, long game away, doesn't it? Saturday the 23rd against QPR. And it, um, <laughs> yeah, way back on Saturday the 23rd, but uh, a 1-0 win at Loftus Road. Uh, the goal, courtesy of Taylor Harwood-Bellis, his second of the season following from his goal against Birmingham. 
Um, a goal right before the half as well. A, a tight affair, Tim. Made more difficult when Shea Charles was shown a second yellow, which would leave him with a one-match ban for Swansea on Boxing Day. But at that point, we extended the run to 15. Uh, and the added bonus to Ipswich lost that lead. So it helped, it helped us close that gap. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Uh, three stretch a game. Have you, what was the last time that you had the entire Boxing Day window where we just absolutely destroyed everybody? Yeah, it doesn't happen. So taking a look at that, uh, obviously Harlow Bells was a stalwart and standout. Uh, you, you know, you're not going to win them all. Uh, it wasn't necessarily the prettiest of games. And one of the biggest things was James Bree going out injured, which I did not like. Um, that's affected our uh, ability for flexibility. And right now we're sitting on uh, effectively just two uh, tr- true uh, traditional uh, uh, fullbacks being Kyle Walker-Peters and Ryan Manning. Um, so that was kind of the issue. But overall, uh, Aribo, I think this was Aribo's game that he came in. And finally, I would say, yes, he's a part of the team and you could solidify. We can also count on him. Uh, which was really cool, which was really cool. But then Shade Charles, I mean, picking up to a yellow and then really just clotheslining the guy for the <laughs> second yellow. So if you're going to go, if you're going to go out, like you, you just went out and like you made, you, you definitely took that yellow card. He said, well, break on the next game. Um, they'll, they'll be able to take care of themselves. They'll be able to be fine against Swansea, which we were and came back in and uh, did, did a decent job against Plymouth. Didn't even know he was gone for that Swansea game, did we? But yeah, um, how important is it at this stage, like when you, you're playing so many games in close proximity, that you're following up from a 4-0 win over Blackburn, you're on the road, and Russell Martin opted for the same lineup, Just doesn't, well, wasn't expected. I mean, James Bree was playing down the right, and, and Kyle Walker-Peters was down the left. Other than that, no changes. It was... um. Well, I suppose if you win 4-0, you can't really change the team, can you? The biggest thing here we saw was, well, Ryan Manning going in uh, for James Breed, which took out one of the players in the window, uh, which took out one of our windows. And then the the plan, what, what I would call the planned substitution there. Uh, so that 56-57, so the 60-30 rule, meaning you play 60 minutes and then you've got that 30 minutes off, because traditionally for the 30 minutes of what would be simulated gameplay, you'd have that midweek anyways. So they're bail, they're bouncing off back and forth between Che. Uh, so Che came in, uh, Shay uh, Charles came in, uh, Ryan Fraser came in. So they took out uh, Smallbone, Flynn Downs, and Adozi to have that rotation. So with that pure rotation, you had four player, you had four new players in that were, uh, you know, were within within that 60 minute window. And then to me, it's just, you know, you're trying to conserve and hope that no other further injuries are going to happen, uh, especially in our defense and our, our fullbacks anymore. Uh, so to me, uh, using those all five subs, which eventually Jack Stevens came in to get himself a little bit of a. A uh, little bit of a kick on during the during the game and get back in. But to me, uh, I think he yes, you have to conserve, but he played it well. And they uh, with the subs, he played it well with managing the squad. And it, and it turned out just fine. I think he's managed the squad perfectly, if I'm being honest. The, the, the personnel that he's used throughout this period has been brilliant. Um, you I haven't had it. Yeah, it. I haven't had an issue with any of his subs. Like his subs, 
have always, I wouldn't say they've always been spot on, but they've made, they've made sense when they've not only who they are, but then when they, when they came in, they've all made sense to me. So, uh, help. I think he is a tried and true manager that knows his stuff and gets the most out of the people. And it's just unbelievable. And we got to just enjoy the good times while we can at the moment. Absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah, it wasn't all plain sailing. Uh, it was quite a struggle at times. I mean, uh, the one thing that stands out for me was their attempt that uh, chair had when he had that audacious attempt, uh, which nearly caught Bazunu out, uh, just lobbed from pretty much his own half nearly. And uh, yeah, almost uh, almost caught him out. But yeah, other than that, I mean, we, we, we were pressed. We, 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 we had our chances as well. And you mentioned it, James Bree went down with that injury. Uh, Ryan Manning had to come in and obviously Kyle Walker-Peter switched to his, back to his right. Um, but our goal, good time to have it, uh, right on the uh, stroke of half time, our 42nd minute. Uh, Ryan Manning with an in-swinging free kick flicked on again from Adam Armstrong uh, to an unmarked THB at the back stick for a simple finish, Tim. Adam Armstrong is always in – I mean, he's always involved. He, he He's another had a continual – pre- <laughs> He's had a continual presence. The Right now, he's looking at as many goal contributions between goals and assists – as anybody else in all of Europe at this point, I think mm-hmm. Harry Kane is literally the only person who has more goals and assists than any than any other player right now. It's crazy to think about. He's always there. He's always involved. And whether or not he's making the runs and you know, uh, and he's making the runs and taking and shooting the, shooting the ball and getting goals, he just uses his five foot eight frame, flicks it on, and then all of a sudden Taylor Harwood Bellis makes that appropriate run on the backside acting and being, you know, he's only 21 years old. So he, he knows in, he's a very intelligent person. Uh, and I think that was planned too. I think that there was, his intention was to not, uh, he wasn't necessarily going to be able to make anything work there, but getting the extra ball in the mixture, uh, change it up and where he put it at right in the six yard, Harwood Bellis, perfect run, amazing goal. Excellent stuff. Um, and yeah, just a quick word on that Shay Charles, yellow or second yellow i should say he, t- he did take one for the team apparently he was applauded uh when he went back to the dressing room so they all liked it they all appreciated what he did so um <laughs> that's good to see uh but yeah a big one nil win it was a big win they had to dig in um qpr didn't actually play like a side starting the day in the bottom three um they've definitely improved under Sifuentes and I don't know. I just hope they can get out of this because, you know, they're, they're playing their hearts out at the moment and they almost they almost took us. They almost got a point against us, at least anyway. So, um, yeah, uh, good luck to them for the rest of the season. But we're finished with them now. Six points we've taken off of them. So that's that, that's nice. <laughs> um, man of the match, Tim, do you want to go first? Uh, it's Howard Bellis. I mean, he he just come in and solidified everything. The goal was there. He, he didn't put a wrong foot the entire game. Uh, it was just beautiful, just absolute beautiful performance. And I, I want to get promoted for many, many reasons, but one of them is just so Harwood Bellis can stay on the team. Hopefully that's the case. But yeah, I've gone with Harwood Bellis as well. He was the difference maker um, and he was just solid all round. So uh, yeah, he yeah. gets it from me also. Um, yeah. And then, of course, Tim, on to Boxing Day, the Russell Martin derby, uh, Swansea City. Brilliant game to watch. I had a lovely, lovely day out and you know, five goal thrashing to finish it off was was excellent. Um, the sixth consecutive win at St. Mary's. We are being spoiled. <laughs> uh, goals from Joe Rebo, uh, uh, another for informed Samuel Adozi. 
two off the bench for wee man Ryan Fraser and the cherry on top for, for Shea Adams. Uh, Tim, Jack Stevens was handed his first start since August. That's 122 days. Uh, and playing right back with uh, Kai Walker-Peters pushed forward. Completely confused me. Um, I didn't know what he was playing at. I thought he was playing five at the back at first. Um, I wasn't overly excited by it, but I mean, you can't complain about the results again, can you? No, that is correct. And to me, I had Stevens plugged in as that uh, the defensive mid because the only one, the only center mid that we had was Downs. Uh, out, and that is more of a more of a six eight hybrid. Yeah. So Arebo and Stu Armstrong. And so I'm thinking, oh, this is why Stevens confused is, me. Yeah. <laughs> Stevens is playing. Uh, we're playing Stevens' uh, defensive mid. He's gonna just you know use the. He's gonna be that pinch point. He's gonna be the uh, you know he's gonna be the in the triangle. He's gonna be a little bit farther forward. And then Walker Peters is gonna get freedom to move. And be able to go up the side, but he's going to play up and down. And no, you look at the heat map and Walker Peters is literally playing like a traditional right mid uh, for the majority of, of the game. He just so high doesn't... up at points as well. Yeah. And I, I actually think he didn't he wasn't as successful because uh, he him taking the ball. And one of the, be- the the thing we've recognized is that he can take the ball and he can dribble and he has more space, whereas he had less space to maneuver around and use what would be the and I don't know if he looked out of position, but he was just like, I'm getting the ball so far up the uh, up the field now. What do I do with it? Whereas before he would get the ball a bit farther back, be able to take the vision and say, OK, no, I'm going to dribble it. And then I can predict the runs. He has once he has that little extra second, a few extra extra time to think about it. Uh, it was just fun, and surprise. It was very su- surprising to see Stevens at right back. Uh, the last time I was thinking, uh, we I remember when we played f- was it four? Uh, we played four uh, center backs against Manchester City that one time a while back, and then D- Stevens was a defensive mid, and we got absolutely thrashed uh, four <laughs> four four zero four one or something like that. Um, so all in all, uh, crazy formation, but he made it work. And did, yeah. we were all pleasantly surprised. And once again, uh, applauding Russell Martin for his tactical uh, masterpiece. I think it all came nicely, though, because I think Swansea were just god-awful. Defensively, the goalkeeper was a shambles. Um, yeah, they. I think they were awful. And I think, you know, coming up against any team in that division, they would have ripped them apart. And it was just so lucky that we had them when we did. But I'm not complaining. It was still a solid performance. And Joe Arrivo opened it up with on the 17th minute, his first of the season. Uh, quite lucky with the way it fell to him and, and quite lucky with a deflected finish as well. But yeah, but this was all because of Adozi. He was just fantastic down the left um, and he made that happen. And yeah, it was it was good as well because um, Arrivo had that little goal song, uh, Gold by Spandau Ballet. And that was a, that was a nice touch from the club to do that for him. It was it was very nice, and that was the first of two Adam Armstrong assists on the day as well. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> to, to me, just yeah, he's always there. He's always involved, and it was it's beautiful nonetheless. But to me, looking forward to you know keep, keeping it going and seeing Arebo be successful, and it just stinks now that he is going to go to Afcon mm. and be taken out of the team because he's made a great run and Nigeria is going to get a great player who's got a great attitude. And uh, they probably won't from... play him as well. <laughs> and you know what? That's okay because less injuries. 
but yeah. that's that's all right. And one, yeah. yeah, this is the first game in a long, 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 long time where we had less yellows than the other team. Oh, uh, wow. Currently, we are sitting on 67 yellows after the end of the Plymouth game, highest in the championship right now. And so we only had two compared are you, to their four. Are you including Russell Martins in this? Uh, no, I am not. Uh, <laughs> and then also the, the, the Blackburn game was the only one that other uh, that stood out in the last 10 where the, we had less yellow cards uh, than the other than the opposing team. Mm. So. Yeah, so that's where you're taking those professional fouls. We just mentioned Shea Charles. Like he clotheslined him. He he took it. You know, he knew that it was a yellow. It was a yellow, and you know maybe he wasn't going to start the next game, and he just didn't get his 30 minute run out uh, during it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yes, uh, Samuel Dozy again, uh, brilliant in the build up, and then he gets his go- a goal for himself right after halftime. A complete mess from the Swansea keeper Rushworth. Um, kind of air shot from a back pass and a dozy was on hands a little back heel and it just crept over the line but yeah a mess um uh a third goal in four games for him and that's his fifth on the season so yeah he's um he's doing very very well at the moment samuel dozy so we started off very 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 defensive and recognizing that and we wanted to just hold it in there see that we could be in in control and within the first obviously within the first half it was one zero and a quick dozy goal this was what really was surprising to me is so at the, you know, for the traditional, I think the planned subs, the 57th and then the 70th minute. Uh, so small boat came on for downs, which is probably like for like Alcaraz on for Stu Armstrong attacking Ryan Fraser on for Samuel Dozy. Mm-hmm. I think it's even more attacking uh, than, than and then Che Adams on for Jack Stevens. You're attacking. So then that's where he said, we're putting the foot on the gas. We can, we're two zero up, but we're not letting it happen. Uh, we're not letting anything else come, come about from it. We're going to, we're going to increase that goal difference, which was, uh, we absolutely did. Show and Swansea what you're missing out on as well with, uh, Russell Martin. I, I guarantee that's what he was trying to do. Yeah. And that's, and that's okay because he is the, the king of Wales, actually. Uh, <laughs> just, just destroying Cardiff. Uh, it's the first time that they, last year was the first time that they did the double over Cardiff and yeah. year in years, year yeah. of decades. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then now, now just beating Swansea as well. And a quick turnaround where we get to play them and hopefully they're going to still be uh, battered and bruised from when we've just beat them five zero. Mm, no revenge, but yeah. Um, yeah. It took to the 74th minute to grab the third and that was Ryan Fraser off the bench. Um, and I think I can say without any, contradiction that was the best of the bunch uh, right on the edge of the box and he just curled it right into the top corner lovely lovely finish from ryan fraser premier league level score right there yeah. just absolutely pinpoint accuracy top notch right you know top left corner uh well look from the from the goalies purview uh top, top right corner for, right, for yeah. fraser um so to me, just utterly, I saw that I was like, this is, this is, we're sitting pretty on this. We're going to get it. We're going to get another. I think we'll get, I think we'll get one more at least. And sure enough, we did. Well, we didn't got two more, but yeah, I was, um, actually I was on the, uh, I was having a beer with Kev at halftime when a dozy scored. Um, so I missed the Adozi goal. Uh, and then of course we went from what, when did he score the 40, the, the, uh, 48th minute to the 74th minute. And I, I was dying for a, for the toilet. Um, I decided to go right as Ryan Fraser scored the third. So I was just walking back to my seat 
uh, and Ryan Fraser bangs it in. So I missed actually two goals. Yeah, and then of course he got his foot. He got the uh, the fourth, uh, his second, three minutes from time, and another top quality strike. Tim, right in the roof of the net this time. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That was his fourth of the season. He's doubled his tally in this game. So, uh, yeah, excellent. Another great great bit of finishing from the wee man just it, we were just riding high we just kept going and it's 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 crazy to see that potentially the best player on the on, on the pitch was somebody who showed up right <laughs> at the uh the 70 minute mark yes it is immensely got an assist as well didn't he for um for Shay Adam, which of course was the fifth. You know, he's straight on, and when he puts it, he if he kicked it straight, if he kicked it straight straight ahead, the keeper was right there. But he skies it straight into the the, the roof of the net, or the yeah, the roof of the net, and it was just, I was just like, wow, he he was just aggressive. He was he wanted that goal, and he 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 absolutely smashed it. And I would have been scared if he hit him if it, if the keep if it would have hit me as a keeper, uh, would have hit me straight in the face. I would have been completely knocked out from that. <laughs> Loving life in the championship at the moment. Um, man of the match. I know Arebo got in the EFL team of the week with his performance because he was great again. Um, he's been having a really good month, and I think he's in contention for our player of the month. Uh, but for me, I'm going to give it to a dozy Tim because I thought his runs were. I know he didn't play the whole game, but when he was there, his runs were causing problems, and he made the first. He got his goal. Um, yeah, and another one in contention for. Uh, yeah. I played him up. So yeah, uh, uh, Sam Adozi for me. I think there's four players that really stood out uh, for it. Adozi was one. Uh, the second was Adam Armstrong with two assists on the day. Arebo with that score, but also you know he he's f- coming to his own. He's He's strong. He's able to, you know, he's able to, he's surprisingly nimble for how bigger, a big of a guy he is. And then uh, Ryan Fraser uh, with the two goals late on. Uh, I've said it. Two goals and an assist as well. Yeah. Yes. That is uh, two goals and assist. So to me, I've mentioned before the the cumulative effort of the entire game makes a huge difference. So uh, you mentioned a Rebo. I'm going to give it to Rebo because he played the entire 90 was right there involved and significantly you know, sign- made significant efforts uh, and narrowly edges out Ryan Fraser for his uh, f- for the goal contributions that Fraser has. I think if people say want to say yeah Fraser was main on the match, I completely understand why uh, because of the because of the you know the attack, but they were pouring it on after Swansea literally just gave up, so it was more of a training exercise than anything else. Yeah, he made a comfortable game. Uh, battering really because of him um, and then of course we moved on to friday the 29th against plymouth a 2-1 victory to end 2023 
Uh, it became uncomfortable towards the end. And from our first half performance, you wouldn't have thought that we'd end this 2-1. But, you know, it's another three points. We continue our assault on automatic promotion, 17 undefeated. And we are now just two games off our 102-year record. Outstanding. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Carlos Alcaraz and Shea Adams with the goals before another moment of madness from uh, Gavin Bazunu. Uh, but yeah, before we go into the game, we just want to talk about the, the, the changes. There are four changes from that 5-0 thrashing. Flynn Downs ill, we've mentioned. I, I, do you know what, Tim? I think there's something going on there that they're not saying. I really do. I think there's something really suspicious about this. I'm without let's, – let's not get into assumptions. Let's not – and we talked about – I was joking about uh, how he's getting his gut biomes checked. But if there is issues with individual where you're, you're sick and you're not sick and you're sick and you're not sick um, – GI issues, you know, perpetual GI issues or diabetes or things like that, where, you know, if you're recently diagnosed with it, some things could, can lead, you know, occurrences where you're not in full health, but you can quickly come back and go yeah, back this, and forth. This is what I'm thinking, something like that. Yeah. And we want to, we want to protect him from, you know, further assumptions of what could be. I hope he gets healthy and I hope he maintains his, his health. Um, you can joke about the you can joke about the chicken liver thing, which was kind of funny. But now it, it there is something else, and we want to ultimately Downs get healthy, come back as soon as you can. When you're healthy, we'll want we want you here, uh, and hope you're uh, you're recovering and continually able to maintain full and uh, uh, you know a nice like uh, full health. And we we all know that a healthy Flynn Downs is is definitely in the starting eleven. He's definitely in my starting eleven anyway. I wouldn't wouldn't have any other way. Um, Jack Stevens played seventy minutes um, against Swansea, uh, but he was rested again. Uh, understandable. Uh, Shea Charles was available after suspension, and Will Smallbone uh, replacing Aribo and Downs, obviously. Um, Alcaraz and Adams also handed starts. Um, any complaints with those eleven? I mean, were you concerned or shocked at the resting of Aribo and Stevens? No, I think we were talking about just how he's able to rotate necessarily. Manage, yeah. And and he went from, you know, a very defensive lineup, which I was super surprised against Swansea to, all right, we're going to go out and pummel them right at the beginning uh, with that massive. I mean, Che Charles is the only defensive mid and then uh, small ones of pure eight. And then after that, it felt like almost like a four two four with Alcaraz sitting right behind Che and then Adozi and Adam Armstrong on the wings. It felt really, really like a, like a, like a very attacking, very, very attacking lineup. Yeah. And it was total dominance from the off, wasn't it? And Plymouth were just kind of pinned in their half. And I looked at their average position and that told a story, didn't it? I mean, we had 81% possession in that first half and it remained nil nil. Uh, but yeah, you know, Che had the ball in the net, but it was rightly flagged offside. Um, Adam Armstrong hit one from the centre circle, which was inches away. Uh, but yeah, it was Tim. Despite us being nil nil at the break, I was enjoying the pressure, and I was buoyed by that five nil. And I thought we could do it again, you know. And I, I thought patience was the key. And I just I could I could see an onslaught happening in the second half. I did feel quite comfortable with my three nil prediction. Yeah, I think we all. I want to say we all thought, and in that first half, that line's been on the far left side from the TV angle. Uh, the first one where it was rightly caught, caught off sides where Shea scored, there were two more right after that that Shea was off sides for that I would have, you know, VAR would have gotten involved if there was a, a, goal, a, a goal to be had. 
and he fortunately was uh, was con- uh, consecutively shit uh, in his calls, which helped us out later on. Uh, but to me, we kept pouring it on. Had that attack, and we had that attack presence. I mean, the 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 halftime. Uh, the halftime possession had to be somewhere around the 70, 30, 72, 28, even 75, 25. We just were in complete dominance at a completely different level than them. Something I want to say about Samuel Adozzi as well. I think he's been great lately. Um, and again, I thought he was good here. Uh, perhaps he hasn't had more minutes earlier on this season because of his lack of defending. And we've mentioned it before. He's made some costly mistakes defensively this year. He's not been tracking back or he just looks dis- not, you know, just doesn't look interested at, at times. But my goodness, did he go some way to changing the narrative with that brilliant bit of backtracking and uh, blocking? And uh, I think it was uh, a Whitaker's shot. Uh, but, yeah, fantastic effort um, all round from Samuel Adozzi, certainly turning into a player. Yeah, he realized he's got to track back. And uh, I've mentioned it multiple times. It was the Preston game where at midfield he got he got the run on by one of. Yes. Yeah. So he got a run. He got the run on. And if he took a professional fall and took the yellow card, they, they wouldn't have scored. And that was the one. And that's the play that, for example, with Shea Charles taking the taking the second yellow where you're getting applauded off. That's what you do. And mm. Adozi's too nice of a player, it seems like, that to be able to go and make that. And he's a, he's a, you know, he's not as physical. He wants to dance around you and dribble around you, which he's very, very, very good at. Um, but to me, when he was able to track back, and it was on a corner, it was like on a, a really on a quick counter. Uh, he's got the his stride length is just a pure gallop, and was able to catch up with Whitaker. Fortunately, he, you know, he fumbled his first two uh, dribbles uh, when he got the ball. A dozy closed in, made it work. And just absolutely, he did everything right. He just did everything right. It was perfect. Uh, He's doing everything, everything to be included in this team. And you've got no Salamada at the moment. Right now, the way he's playing, he's scoring goals. He's creating goals. He's tracking back. What more can the lad do? He is a starter for me every single time right now. Um, Just, Mm -hmm. yeah, brilliant again. Yeah. To me, I think he's got that 60 in him at the beginning. And, you know, the, the, the Adozi for Fraser sub or, you know, is, is, is locked, is locked yes. in as one of our, well, there might be, you know, Fraser might come in for a different or a specific player. Uh, I think, you know, that, that Fraser, Adozi and Suleimana on that left side is phenomenal, is a phenomenal, uh, you know, flexibility for it. And with the assist, with the track back play, he's definitely, uh, yeah, locked in, but his dribbling, you know, he can, he made Ed, he made Edwards and, uh, Plazingo or Plagazilio, um, they're, they're the Spanish guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're right center back. He, he made both of them, look like pedestrians and like a tackle, I wouldn't say a tackling dummy. Uh, he looked like he just dribbled straight around him. It was yeah. just phenomenal. It was great to see in why we signed him from city's Academy. He's not going to get into city, you know, city's lineup, but he is good enough and uh, is well-deserved in starts and plays for us. Of course. Yeah. You just got to think, Oh, you've, you've, you kind of feel mm-hmm. sorry for the right backs and the, in the rest of the, the championship right now. Cause if you have like 70 minutes of, Samuel Adozi running rings around you, then you get Ryan Fraser to come on and blast at you, then, yeah, you're in trouble. Uh, as I said before, watch out, Switch, because we're coming. But, yeah, there's a bit of a controversy, shall we say, in the 56th minute. Ballymumba, 
He put Plymouth ahead, only to be flagged offside. Uh, but it was clear that Bednarik was playing Mumba on. Uh, very, very harsh on them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I said earlier, though, that there were two Che Adams on the first, uh, uh, you know, on the fr- in the first half where I think that he was onside, the second two of the, th- the of the three. And it was great to see that he was cons- the, re- the linesman was consistently shit um, because <laughs> it feels like you. He, 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 I mean, he at least he was consistent, you know, like that's yeah. that's. <laughs> uh, is that too much to ask for? Yes, you, there, you have to imply that he was also shit. You could say that he was shit consistently or consistently shit. doesn't matter. Um, it, it saved us because they had a great play and Mumba was, you know, playing. Basically, he's their left wing. He's their left wing back who's pl- playing left winger in the majority of the time. Uh, so to me, we just didn't. We just allowed uh, Mumba to score. Uh, and we just got purely lucky thanks to championship level rush. <laughs> and then seconds later, the, you know, the Plymouth fans still raging, um, but left even more outraged when Charlie Alcaraz gave us the lead. And oh, my goodness me, 56 minutes. Yeah, what a goal this was. A rocket from from Charlie. No chance for Hazard. Yeah, absolutely. And I said it with Fraser <laughs> earlier without with Alcaraz's goal right there. That is a premier league level finish. Just if we don't make it around. to the Premier League, then he, I'm guarantee he'll be a Premier League player next season regardless. I <laughs> think uh, there's definitely a good chance that he will be. Uh, and he just recently signed that extension, added a little extra year, probably added a little extra salary to him. Absolutely, probably yeah. will get, probably will uh, extend his Premier League level, uh, Premier League uh, salary bump. And that probably got us, will get us more money back if we don't make it. So uh, all in all, I think that little, that little extra extension, Extension bump was great and business, just yeah, yeah uh, so far uh, so good for him. We're taking a look at Alcaraz, uh, three goals on the year, you know, one assist, but is just a super creative player that can even it, creative in, from the penalty spot. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think he's flamboyant, but he also recognizes and can hold, bring back his flamboyance in and can be a team player because in in the in earlier in the first half there where Shea Charles had the had the ball and he, Alcaraz almost took it uh, basically kind of just took it from him. Net just missed the po- just missed the right, right around the post and he looks at Shea and he's like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So <laughs> yeah. he's reeled back in. He's he, he can he can have that flamboyance, but then he can be ta- tapered. He can taper it back. Uh, so to me, team player, love it, and you know, just enjoying enjoying the time that we have with him. Absolutely, yeah, because it ain't gonna last long if <laughs> if uh, if we don't make it. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, Shay Adams, uh, 63rd minute, double the lead, uh, little touch uh, past the hapless Hazard, and that's uh, that's it. Done and dusted, right? No problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Harwood Bellis has a perfect chip. The game, the play, the play was really uh, to to chip chip over the top. We saw that for a lot of the the second half. There, Harwood Bellis makes a great play. Che just bodies that center back, absolutely bodies that center back, and was fantastic. Um, and then dinks it around Hazard, but. Uh, that was shit goalkeeping play. Yeah. He needs to come out and be more aggressive. He literally stood there he just and he's just there, like, yeah. he just stood there and he's like, well, I can't do anything about this. So I'm just going to stand right here and hopefully he kicks it straight at me, which with Che, it's uh, there's a, there's a decent chance that he would, he would have done that. But 
bodies him out, gets in the it gets in the angle and just was able to make uh, I would say a you know once again a Premier League level uh, finish. Yeah. But the the center back would pro and the goalkeeper would not be uh, as willing to allow that goal in the Premier League. Um, Absolutely uh, not. Very, very so, simple. I suppose we can't have it all our own way, Tim. I mean, you go three games undefeated in this in this stretch. You score all these goals and you don't concede. You know, all this pleasure, you have to have the pain. And, and, and Gavin Bazunu not dealing with a simple back pass and Ryan Hardy chased him down, pokes at home and it, leaves, it left the game unnecessarily tight and nervy. Uh, just something that we, we just have to get used to as Saints fans, really. Let's take a look at the subs since we've been talking about the subs the last uh, couple games. The 67th, 68th minute mark that we've got, uh, Aribo came on, uh, Stuart Armstrong came on, and Frazier came on. Uh, it became more defensive and it became more lackluster in the uh, in the subs. I think that was the turning play where it became kind of that nerviness. So to me, while the subs were made, I think that you know you can you can chalk it up to you know, three games over a week and you can chalk it up to more of a defensive uh, defensive play. Uh, to me, it was probably the one of the few times where the subs made a negative impact or the negative flow of the game. Well, things were going so well in that first half. I think tiredness as well. Maybe it was just a sense of, oh, let's just get this year over and done with. Let's just get this game over and done with. And also, you know, being 2-0 up against Plymouth, they weren't threatening aside from that offside. Um, the only way that they were ever going to get back into the game was through a counter-attack or a silly mistake. And that's exactly what, what's happened. We we let them into the game. Yeah, we let them into it, the unnecessarily. Game. Really, really unnecessarily. It could have closed that one out. It could have been a comfortable three or four nil. It should have been, in fact. But uh, yeah, it was it was a nervy one. And uh, but you know we hung on. I say we hung on. You know we 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 deserved to win the game quite handsomely. But we got the three points. That's the important thing. Everyone's happy slightly. Rishi Sunak in the crowd. Although uh, Russell Martin not interested in saying hello. I don't blame him. I wasn't either. <laughs> but yeah, uh, man of the match. Once again, we had a player in the official EFL team of the week, uh, two in this case, actually, Kyle Walker-Peters and, and Charlie Alcaraz, both outstanding. Harwood Bellis, Tim, again, terrific and slightly overshadowed by Alcaraz and Kyle Walker-Peters, in my opinion. But I, I think my man of the match, I'm going to give it to Kyle Walker-Peters because, I, I don't know, I just, just recently, I think he's shown why he's the best in this position, in this league. Um, and he seems to be getting on. It seems to be getting on the ball a lot more. I don't know if it's because you know that's once a game he was pushed forward a lot more, and he seems to be holding on to it. It looks like he's got more time. He certainly has in this division than he did last season. Um, and importantly, it looks like he's really, really enjoying his football at the moment. And I just think that's that's key. You're enjoying where you're playing, and you're enjoying what's happening. Then things, good things are going to happen. So I just think another excellent showing from from Kyle Walker Peters. So yeah, I think he deserved um, it. Absolutely. So uh, I would put Kyle Walker Peters easily in the top three players in the entire championship. Uh, I think Kiernan Dewsbury Hall. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Dewsbury Hall. Uh, so he's definitely he's the best defender in the league, um, even though, I mean, he plays it right back and just can dribble around people. I would put probably uh, Kieran, Boot and Yannick Vestergaard. Yeah. Uh, yes, perfect. Yes, it's exactly the players who I was thinking of. Uh, Dewsbury Hall <laughs> is because with his goal contributions, both for scoring and for assists, uh, definitely up there. Uh, I'd maybe put Somerville up there from Leeds as well. He's just got Smodic's that massive having flair. having a great season. 
Smodic's at 15 goals in the season. But then, you know, I've put Adam Armstrong collectively probably as, uh, you know, in, in that fifth, probably in the fifth position. And I'm going to forget some, I'm forgetting somebody else Which here. Which has uh, banged in some goals as well for Plymouth. He's having a good season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So, um, all in all, uh, just amazing to see. And, you know, it, that'll be the struggle to hold on, uh, for next year, unless we get promoted and then it's a game on, game on at that point. Well, that's why uh, I said, Tim, that, you know, he's enjoying his footballer at the moment. Cause I do think that if we don't go up, there's a chance he could keep him. Um, maybe, maybe that's yep. my hope because he, he loves it here. He seems to. So, uh, yeah, there's always, absolutely. That. Yep. So, uh, we didn't talk about Harwood Bullis's early first half, uh, off the corner, uh, off the corner, um, oh, almost the scored. Yes. Yeah. The, the keeper literally just watches it go by him, you know, off the post. He had to be really upset. Uh, and then he makes it a musical, beautiful chip in, uh, with the assist, uh, going over the top to, uh, Che Adams. Uh, Harwood Bellis is my man of the match. Yeah. He, he was, he was brilliant. Again, another top, top performance from him he's in contention for player of the month for us i think there's three there that we've you know over the stretch of the month you've got to put a rebo in there you've got to put a dozy in there you've got to put harwood bellis in there so that it pretty much makes itself doesn't it and i guess you could put kyle walker peters in that stretch as well just um yeah it's been a it's been a good month very very good month undefeated yet again sitting third 25 games played 15 one six draws four losses uh, 45 goals scored, 30th, uh, 30 against, plus 15 goal difference, which is absolutely amazing to see. Uh, sitting on 51 points, uh, f- you know, 13 points acquired from our last fi- uh, 15, uh, five, 15 p- points total, so in the last five games. Only, only, only three points behind Ipswich. Who would have thought that? I mean, you could have predicted that they could have slipped up. Uh, I think that was more expected than us going 17 unbeaten, which was, is the, is, is absolutely amazing. It's never going to happen again, folks. <laughs> Once this run ends, that's it. It's just never going to happen. Not in my lifetime, but yeah. Uh, I actually don't think so. Yeah. I don't think it would be happening yeah, in, either in our, either in our lifetime, 17 no. games and, there's going to be some bogey game here, some banana peel game that's going to happen. And, but we're all, as long as we just kick back on from it, that's all that matters. Absolutely. And, and moving on then, Tim, we've got a busy week, uh, two games yet again, it keeps going into 2024. Uh, and we play on New Year's day, Monday, the 1st of January at Carrow Road, Norwich city, three o'clock kickoff, Tim, take it away. All right. So against Norwich right now, what are we looking like compared to uh, the last uh, last time that we played? So uh, we are now in the uh, second uh, the second half of the season playing everybody that we haven't played against. And so to me, you know, taking a look, let's see what we play, what happened last season uh, earlier in the season. Uh, we drew four four. Luckily, with that last minute penalty acquired and in in well into the 90th minute from K- uh, KWP four uh, four. Absolutely barn burner. But we don't want to have four goals scored against us. Things have definitely changed since then. Um, but right now, Norwich is sitting 13th in the league and they seem destined for another season in the championship. Not that yo-yo club that they've been normally. But there's current unrest with David Wagner uh, as the coach. Um, so there, there's some seems to be not so uh, they don't se- they don't seem to like him currently. And no, they don't. Oh, they, that, they've been like this for a while, actually, Tim. I've seen it on uh, social media quite a bit. They, they've wanted him out for months. Um, yeah. And, and, and to have got any better. 
I don't think they like the type of play, and I think they feel, and I think rightly so, that they are better than 13th place. Absolutely. So uh, they feel that they should be pushing for the playoffs position and hopefully going up that way. Uh, they're used to being that yo-yo club, so being right in the uh, automatic promotion discussion, uh, not likely to happen with the quality of players that dropped out, the quality of teams that dropped down with us, Leeds, and Leicester. Um, but promotion push, or excuse me, playoff push, uh, yes, I think they should uh, they should consider some, themselves that, and that's they're rightly so pissed. But uh, American Josh Sargent uh, back on the bench after a long spell of injury, out for a number of weeks. Uh, and then taking a look at their players who have really come on and kicked on the season, Gabriel Sara is, uh, you know, he's been absolutely fantastic. Scored a and, brilliant goal against us at St. Mary's. Yes, and can definitely be considered in that, uh, I would say, like even the team of the season uh, is a potential there. Uh, it may be probably third or fourth best center mid so far in the Premier League. And then Rowe, um, Rowe the boat, he's uh, completely out of nowhere, absolutely looking fantastic as well. Um, you know, came off and on with a few injuries, but is also something to take a look at and some of their key players. Uh, you know, what are, so what are we, uh, with their last five games, they lost to Millwall 1-0 just recently, and even Millwall got a red card in that game too, and they, uh, they lost it. Uh, before that, lost to West Brom. Before that, beat Huddersfield 2-0. Before that, they drew their rivals Ipswich, which was actually a really fantastic game to watch. Fortunately, was able to catch that uh, early in the morning. And then they beat Wednesday 3-1. Uh, so what are we looking like for our team? Once again, I think we're going to see some rotation. I think he's going to go back to more what we saw in a defensive level uh, against uh, Swansea right at the start, just to solidify and keep ourselves going and feel good about the the, uh, you know, feel good about the defense. Uh, I don't see any new changes. I, th- I think he's, we're not going to see any new changes compared to the uh, the lineup that we saw for Swansea. So I think you'll see Steven start as well. And I think you might maybe see one of uh, uh, Shea Charles in for Smallbone. Oh, well, actually, I'm sorry. Shea Charles started. So you might see Smallbone in uh, for a Rebo and uh, or and and then probably Stu Armstrong as well. And let's just hope Downs is back because I think you plug and play Downs is uh, da- da- Downs in that lineup. Um, but besides that, the the front three definitely Adozi, Adams, and uh, Adam Armstrong. I, I mean, I could probably see him going um, full out, uh, full on. Sorry, a little bit uh, stronger or the strongest that he could possibly do, and then maybe rest players for Warsaw. Um, so I reckon we could possibly see uh, Jack Stevens rested and then play him for 90 minutes against Warsaw. Maybe Stuart Armstrong has 90 minutes against Warsaw is not included here. Maybe he won't risk Flynn Downs on uh, on Monday and then play him against Warsaw. I don't know, but I think if he's going to rest players, I think he might rest them for the Warsaw game. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> with a with a Rebo leaving us pretty quickly, get him more minutes in, and maybe Downs will make the bench and hit hit be yeah. one of those uh, thirty the thirty minute rotation, which I could definitely see as well. Uh, but, I think it's important that we go out and get get the job done early, so we can make those changes uh, and, and then think about uh, uh, Warsaw. Uh, you know, if we go into the into the half two or three nil up, I'm not saying we will. 
um, then, you know, it make it a hell of a lot easier. And I'm curious about our injuries as well, where we're seeing it. We know about Stewart. He's a, we bought a lemon and he's out for the rest of the season. Suleimana not going to be back until mid-February. Um, and then James Bree, I think he's the one player that we don't really know too much about with his current injury. Uh, so if anybody knows anything or you know anything, uh, what, what, nothing, what, nothing all, all, at all. All he said was that he's, um, they're not going to do anything over the Christmas period with it. And he's going to, we're going to know at the, uh, the start of this week, um, whether he's, uh, he, he's going to be fit or they'll have a, a, a rescan, uh, after, mm-hmm. after the Christmas period. So whether he's having that rescan today, I don't know. Um, I just expect him to be out. Um, I reckon. And, Again, we we don't know about Finn Downs, do we? If he's going to be uh, well enough to return. One player we haven't mentioned in a long time got injured in late September after a previous long injury in 2022. Maybe Juan Larios can uh, can come back into the lineup sometime here in February or March or April, maybe even if call it has to all the way be back in April. Um, but then he'll and then hopefully uh, he'll be able to survive and not uh, get injured for another seven or eight months. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's on the he's on the mend. Predictions. Uh, Kevin is going for a two-two draw, another high-scoring game. Um, and then Tim, it's you. What are you going to go for? I mean, I'm intrigued about this one. He's going with a Desmond. Uh, mm. I think that uh, away from home, I think that Wagner is in one of those places where he's going to knock out or be able to play a little bit higher against teams that he he should be uh, teams that he should be, uh, you know, not necessarily as well. Or and then uh, teams that he's losing against uh, are teams that he should be beating. Uh, I'm, I'm While he's going for the Desmond, I'm going for the 1-1 draw. Mm. And hopefully I am wrong, but I think we do continue that streak. I think I think so too. I think we continue that streak. And I think I just, I'm just going on current form. Um, and I think that we win this game. I think we are going to take them 2-1. So I think that's quite a popular score uh, this week. But yeah, 2-1 for me. So yeah, and then that all-important FA Cup game, that third round tie, Warsaw uh, visits St. Mary's on Saturday the 6th of January. That's a 3pm kickoff. Tim, what do we know about Warsaw? Warsaw, who the hell are they? Uh, I didn't, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I've, I've heard of them in the fact that they, they're a team and they're probably a town. And so I had to look it all up. And fortunately for us, uh, they are currently 15th in League Two, um, based in the West Midlands in the town of Walsall, very small little community uh, near the West Brom area uh, and outside of um Birmingham as well. So what yeah, to about expect? nine miles, nine miles north yeah. of Birmingham, somewhere around there, yeah. like Staffordshire area. So yeah, yeah, not not too, uh, you know, not too. Just overall, kind of a, a unique, uh, e- unique team that we get to play. Probably one that we haven't played except. We did play them. Southampton, after being relegated uh, all the way down to League One, allowed us to clinch promotion and get into uh, the, the the championship. And during but uh, during that game, uh, they also survived by one point to stay in League One at the time. So, uh, so take a look at you know take a look back. Uh, a sub uh, that came on by the name of Alex Oxlade Chamberlain mm-hmm. cut inside and hit a very unstoppable shot. Um, uh, to be able to score with the results going in our favor uh, and helping us out uh, there as we, uh, you know, did uh, did pretty well. 
So uh, all in all, that was uh, so we didn't we actually have played them recently, and that's within the last uh, twelve you know twelve years. Uh, so kind of fun to think about that a team that we haven't really ever thought about we have played them somewhat more recently than say uh, you know teams that are uh, you know, even Blackburn we haven't played in a decade, uh, which is kind of cool or interesting to think about. Uh, what to expect? Only from twenty them? times, just if you're interested. We played them twenty times in the history, which isn't that's. A lot. That's, I mean, that's still a lot more than I expected. I expected them to be, you know, they've never, so they've never been in the Premier League or in the top level where uh, they've always, or it seems like, perpetually lower than us, except for when we got uh, all the way down to League One. So we played uh, them so in the twenty in the twenty nine twenty ten League One season and the the twenty ten eleven. Um, mm-hmm. League One season, but before that, last time we played him was April '63. So mm-hmm. there we go, going all the way back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what to expect from their team? Going back, taking a look at their lineups, they've had a perpetual three-five-two or three-five-one-one, uh, where they have not maintained uh, possession or over fifty percent possession uh, two times in the last ten games. Uh, so. Taking a look at that, they were willing to let the other team sit and play with the ball even more. So look for us to have and have a lot of possession right now. Uh, so two players I want to uh, be able to talk about: Freddie Draper uh, lo- on loan uh, from Lincoln City. He's 17 years old. 17 years old, and he's got 10 goals for them so far. Wow. Uh, which yeah. So that is uh, the player that we're going to want to look out for. And then uh, unique Donovan Daniels. He is the captain of the team. Uh, been there for a few years now. He is the captain for Montserrat. And do you know Montserrat. where Montserrat is? Yeah, oh, yeah. So uh, place, you know, uh, unique. Uh, you don't see that too often, especially in uh, the English, uh, the, you know, the entire English tier. But maybe he has some type of history with uh, with the country itself of Montserrat. Well, not even quite a country. Uh, it's a uh, no. It belongs to the British, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. It yes it does. So mm. yeah. So he probably has some kind of connection there, and uh, which is kind of cool. But. One thing that they can do is they can play with the top of League Two. And we see that uh, from two of their last five games where they have beat Wrexham 3-1 most recently. And then in the fifth fifth most recent game, they beat Knotts County 2-1. Uh, so those are teams sitting in uh, the playoffs and auto- automatic promotion Both places. teams that got promoted from the National League, though, weren't they? Yes, but with some of the highest budgets in, in mm-hmm. League 2 currently this season. Yeah. Uh, so where they're sitting at in comparison to the table compared to Walsall, uh, they beat them. So they know they, they can do it. And so their expect, expectation is to play on the counter and be clinical when they can. Uh, so working back from the last five, they beat Wrexham 3-1. They beat Crew Alexandria 2-0. Lost to Acre and Stanley. Where the hell is that? Anyways, 2-1. When? Who are they? <laughs> Uh, they beat Tranmere 1-0, uh, and then Mike Dean's uh, team, and then they beat Knotts County 2-1. Uh, so taking a look at it, uh, there, there's a reason that they're in the third round, is they've made the chances, they've taken the chances uh, against the teams around them, and will be hopefully not that banana skin game, and hopefully not something that is going to challenge us, but you never know. Oh, God, don't say that. Do not say that. Uh, Tim, you are definitely first on predictions this time. What are you going with? 
Uh, well, I am first right now. Uh, I think we're going to clean house. I think it's going to be a 4-0 one. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm similar, just not as much. I just think that we're going to rest a few players and it's going to be job done. And I think they'll, they'll sit back much like the Plymouth game. Um, and I think we win this game at 3-0. And also uh, Kevin has gone for 3-0 to so a 4-0, 3-0, 3-0. So uh, yeah. there we go. The, the biggest thing is we are going to rotate, but we're going to be not as good. Yes, we're not going to be as good as we need to be doing. Um, and by the, by the way, they, I say that is we aren't going to we aren't going to we're going to come off very slow and it's going to they're going to basically sit back and let us have the ball. And we're going to dance around and try to just recycle and play it through and hope. You know, and then eventually it's going to be zero zero at half or ones, maybe potentially one zero on a lucky shot. And then we but then we need to quickly pour it on and put, you know, put in the. You know, put in some attacking players. Let's bring on an Alcaraz to just dance around them. Let's bring on a Dozy to make their right back look silly and knock it out of the park with a few goals, uh, a good number of goals later on in the uh, the, in the game, uh, just like it was in the Swansea game. I hope we get to see some uh, some more of the Sam Sam Amamayor as well. I hope that he'll get some some action, but. Yeah, you know. Him and Dibbling, him and Dibbling yeah. too. I would like to see them for a cameo of about 30 minutes, uh, and hopefully, uh, but then also rotating some of our great players alongside them Absolutely, too, yeah. as well. Because we cannot. Yes. I don't want to see too many. I don't want to see too many rotations, but I want to see. I want to see a few. Okay, so our Discord then uh, on the QPR front, uh, just the two of you going for uh, the one nil, and that was Andy and you, Tim. Um, so yeah, you're starting mm-hmm. to move up the table. Um, and Swansea, nearly everyone going for a Saints win, but no one actually went for a 5-0. Uh, Plymouth, four correct scores. We've had Tim Brucker, Tony Mears in the channel and Greener. Um, so, yeah, we have a three-way tie at the top. We've got Tim Brucker, Kurt Supple and Coastal Elite all on 44, with yours truly one behind on 43. So, yeah, those Norwich and Warsaw predictions are all important for the top of that. Um, so, yeah, get those on the Discord as soon as you possibly can. Uh, Super 6, round 25 was won by Kevin Byrne. Round 26 was won by Paul Beasley and Stephen Ayres with 15 points. Uh, Round 27 was Colin Carter with 14 points. That leaves the overall lead, Andrew Knight, on 235. Um, Fantasy football, Tim, and I will say I have not looked at my team in gaffer or in fantasy football for a long, long time now. So, uh, yeah, I'm slipping. But how was everyone else doing? Uh, well, first up, we have to so breaking news right now. Uh, Southampton are in talks with Burnley over a loan for Manuel Benson uh, on the team itself. So the deal would be likely include a purchase option in the summer of 2024 window. Uh, currently at Burnley, I have no clue who he is, um, but he's uh, outside of uh, just taking a look up. Uh, he is a right mid, right wing, Belgian, uh, Belgian. Five foot five yeah, inches he looks, tall. Looks a small one. Yep, and left so a left footed right winger, um, but uh, twenty six. So not uh, looking for looking for a depth piece there, and uh, a stocky guy. He basically, if you put Ryan Fraser on the left and uh, Manuel Benson on the right, what's you know you've got a team that uh, you know can probably look like a like a bunch of mid- middle schoolers hopefully that's a good one yes 
in that number podcast league right now. Uh, there's some games going on. Uh, Tottenham's playing Bournemouth, and Tottenham just scored going uh, for 2-0. And then we've got 1-1 Fulham and Arsenal. So that's going to change everything up a little bit here. Uh, but look, taking a look, uh, Dan Buck doing fantastic. Top of the league right now, 1,176 points. Uh, Libra Lavia Loca, Lavia Loca at Chris Bonner, uh, 1166 with a great um, with a great uh, flex play and allowing him to get to 54 with players to go. Brad S with Brad's lads and third, 1142 points. Uh, Chris Ambridge uh, with Ambrizio, 1136, and we ate. Pompey uh, with Tommy Rafferty sitting in uh, fifth place. Uh, so uh, taking a look at Gaffer, we've got – so Tim Brucker has definitely come up and knocked it out of the park recently. He's knocked me back off from first into second place. Uh, no major changes overall except for all the way down at the bottom with uh, with Tom Pickett's team going up to eighth from, and Colt Baker dropping down to ninth. And there's still that separation there between uh, Tim and me and then third place with Moscow Mush. Ray, you're in fourth, and Connor is in fifth place. I do promise to get back on it once we get a little bit of normality back and the games have slowed down a bit. I will get back on it and uh, use my power ups and etc. And um, I'll, I'll take a look at it. I've just been very busy. Uh, but yeah. Um, OK, yeah, that is it uh, for this week. So, yeah, hopefully next week normality will resume. Uh, we'll be on hand to discuss the Norwich and Warsaw games. Uh, and Tim will be giving his preview for the visit of Sheffield Wednesday uh, for the 13th of January. Uh, we'll also have a player and goal of the month for December to award, which could prove quite difficult, actually, because we've scored 16 goals in December. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.